I only have 15 seconds to convince you to listen to me, but I will prevail. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the I Will Prevail podcast. Today's episode is entitled, Can I Have Your Attention, Please? I hope everyone had a great, restful week off. Well, look, those of you that are in education or uh, those that got the week off for Thanksgiving, that's that's pretty cool. Um, I know my kids got to be home all week as educators. My wife and I both have the week off. But uh, this Thanksgiving, and before I, I get too far into this episode, I do want to explain, I just want to tell a story about what could easily be the strangest Thanksgiving I will ever have in my life. Thursday morning, my wife and I got up at about 6 a.m. to get ready so that we could grab breakfast real quick on our way to City of Hope for lab work and chemotherapy. This would typically be the time that we could get up, take our time getting ready, figuring out what we're going to have throughout the day, getting all my time set, knowing that the Turkey's been sous vide for the last 24 hours and already ready to go, and to just relax and kind of take the day as it comes. But today was different, this particular Thanksgiving. At 7.15, I went in to get my labs drawn. There was maybe three other people there. The hospital was completely empty. We then got in the elevator and went upstairs to the floor that they do the chemotherapy treatments on. I do say we because my wife goes with me every time because she's kind of like my support person. They're actually pretty strict on who's coming in and out of there right now, but the concern with the mass amounts of anxiety that I've faced during this chemo treatment and my history of bipolar disorder, we actually got it cleared through the hospital. Luckily, it was nice of them to do that for us so that my wife can come with me. A lot of times I need to be driven home as well because of some of the treatments. They called me in early to do my vitals, and of course they were perfect, which is actually odd considering every time I've gone in there prior to it, they've been through the roof because of the amount of anxiety. However, today everything seemed to be okay because it was familiar now. My wife had ordered a bunch of custom-made cookies to give to all of the nurses there that were on, on duty that day. But we hadn't seen hardly anyone, so I thought we had quite a few cookies we were going to have to eat on our own. However, when we got into the treatment center, it was just full of nurses. And all I thought was, every one of these people could be at home right now, getting ready to celebrate with family and friends, yet they're all here doing this job. And let me tell you, if you've never been in a chemo treatment room... It's not the most pleasant place in the world. It's laid out very nicely, and they do take great care of you. However, there's lots of noises. There's lots of discussions of changing of dressings and of things we're dealing with, how the chemo is affecting our bodies. So to say that the conversations are uncensored would be a drastic understatement. As the nurse comes in, I realize this is going to be the third nurse that I've had, three different ones, and it is, there's something to be said about 
continuity that would be nice within that facility. And I understand it's just not possible, but there's something with caregiving and someone doing certain things for you, like drawing blood or giving you chemotherapy, that having a consistent would make it a little easier, in my opinion. Nonetheless, they're all great at what they do, so I'm fine with it. We went ahead and go with the pre-meds, followed by the chemo treatment itself. Unfortunately, the entire time we were there, I did start second-guessing what the new nurse was doing, regardless of her experience. It was almost undermining her abilities, because I know exactly how the treatment goes now, and if it's not done the exact same way, we tend to get, as people, if things aren't the way we're used to them being in certain situations, we tend to get a little more irritable or agitated. So not that I had a bad attitude, it's just I was very alert, and it did kind of drive the anxiety level up. This is important to the end of this story. Because it kept me from doing the one thing I wanted to do, and that was to ask if they could replace the chemo with gravy. So there you have my fun little short story of Thanksgiving. That's actually the whole reason for today's episode is my responsibility or my why is to connect. So I decided to change things up and actually add an element to the Patreon account, or rather for the Patreon subscribers. So for years, I've been talking about my retirement plan, what I was going to do after I was done teaching down the line, but I needed a lot of time to develop it. And right now I do have a lot of spare time, although not good spare time. It's a lot of time spent being just drained of energy, but this does allow me some time to work on this concept. So the, the whole idea behind this was what I was going to refer to as story-based learning. So it was the idea behind teachers teaching through stories, relatable stories and that sort of thing. And I wanted to build this whole product out to utilize. Now, I've had this idea for years. The idea is in retirement, I would go on these tour of the circuit, go to the different conferences and that sort of thing, and just show this idea to essentially create create better relationships between better relationships excuse me between teachers and students via conversations that they can have where they could empathize with each other and hopefully that's what you got from that story by the way that little bit of empathy that you felt for me yeah you've probably never gone through chemo some of you may have but you can put yourself in that situation somehow not necessarily the chemo situation but where you can empathize and i think that Learning, things could be, information can be retained better if we were to share in story form the information that we're trying to, to relay to each other. The, the concept behind it is this. If you go and you watch a movie, you can remember key parts from the movie. You can remember lines from the movie. If I say something like, life is like a box of chocolates, or if I say life is like chocolates, you don't know what you're going to get. Even if I misquote it, you still know the core of where it came from. It came from Forrest Gump. And then we could have a conversation about Forrest Gump, those of us that have seen it. 
If you haven't seen it, at least you still know what I'm referring to when I say something like Life is Like a Box of Chocolates or To Infinity and Beyond, that sort of thing. So the concept behind this was just that, that if put in story form, we have a better chance of retaining information. So I've had this idea for years and I was going to run with it. And when it came down to it a little earlier this school year, I decided I was actually going to start looking at doing a podcast and starting to build out this story-based learning. And I swear someone just came up with this idea and put it out there maybe within the last year. So I hesitated someone else and they literally call it story-based learning. And I was just like, dang it. But then my wife was like, yeah, but it's story-based teaching, except story-based teaching kind of goes along with EL, which is English language learners. Uh, There's an EL system of story-based learning, story-based teaching. So I've had to completely revamp the whole thing. And I have a hard time sleeping at night right now on certain nights because of the chemotherapy or because of uh, it just causes restlessness and sleeplessness and that sort of thing. However, about a week ago, the word narrative communication came up somehow in my brain in the middle of the night or in the middle. I don't even remember when it was. I just went narrative communication to narrate, to to tell a story and communicate. And I started looking for synonyms for these different words and putting them together and actually Ended up Googling the word narrative communication, and I'll tell you, it's exactly what I'm wanting to share with others, but I never had a name for it. So it's very not a very big world, This the the concept. There's not a lot of people that talk about it, which I think is a good thing, because that means that there's a space that's needed that I can fill with whatever it is that I do, which I would like to think is considered narrative communication. So... I looked up narrative communication, and then essentially the description reads like this. Narrative communication is a way of communicating through telling stories. The stories are written or told and are named narratives. Most often, narratives are used to recount a story or, in other cases, to express an opinion or give information to circumscribe a situation, like, ergo, past events from the perspective of the storyteller. So, it's been proven in the past by scientists and people that are smarter than I am, uh, through studies, that uh, effective storytelling actually uh, can take place of, like, facts and statistics, because, if that makes sense, look, like, if I just tell you 2 plus 2 is 4, that's one thing, but if I explain to you in story form Two of these plus two of these is four of those. And we do it with the anytime we had a song where we were adding things up, so many monkeys jumping on a bed and one fell off and broke his head. It's a horrible song, by the way. Man, what a, what a tragic song. Um, but, but that's a way to learn to count, right? And it's, it, that's a very rudimentary, simplistic way of looking at it. But it does have it does prove my point, I guess, or these smart scientists' points. So getting back to what I want to do for Patreon, what I'm actually going to do is compile all these ideas. I've written down so many things on storytelling over the years. I mean, it's been probably five or six years of notes, just constant notes of things that go into telling a good story. And they don't have to be horribly polished, in my opinion, because we're not all great at that. And that, that takes a an entirely different 
person to be able to be polished and you have to practice it, that sort of thing. What I want to do is create something where that everyone can do. That you just take a couple of simple rules that you apply and you just work at it and you're able to have this this gift of storytelling or these these more uh, insightful conversations or these more connecting moments in life. So for the Patreon subscribers and those that are not familiar with Patreon, uh, Patreon is a paid subscription service sort of thing where uh, it'll cost you $5 a month. If you've listened to the first episode, then you're very aware of what I'm talking about. $5 a month gets you access. At one, it supports the show, which is important. But number two, it gives you access to some extra bonus stuff. And I've only really put up a couple of things. However, I decided that I'm going to go ahead and put out this entirely new additional podcast of the I Will Prevail podcast. The name is still in the works, but I'm going to put out this entirely new podcast for Patreon subscribers only. It'll be twice a week, probably 20 to 25 minutes per episode, because the reason I keep these episodes that short is because they said that's the, the average attention span of people before they start getting bored is about 20 to 25 minutes. Um, it's interesting. This podcast has always had these elements that, I, that I'll be discussing in there built into it. For example, at the beginning of every podcast, whatever it is that I say is going to set the mood for that podcast. If you haven't caught that, go back and kind of listen to just those intros before the music hits, and you can tell exactly where this podcast is going to go. So with the new podcast available for Patreon only, you will be getting two episodes a week, so eight episodes a month, uh, four and a half, so it'll be about nine, nine episodes a month that will be exclusively on there. And the reason is uh, I'm looking at the, the numbers are climbing slowly in there. But I think about the people that have backed me on this right away. And there's a couple of comments going in there that are nice. There's some communication that I have. I've been sending some messages back and forth with a couple of people. And there's a connection there that I truly appreciate and I truly value. And I want to do something more for those people. Plus, I also feel like it's, let's be honest, it's a way to draw more people into it. So, yes, I want your $5 a month, but you should be getting something extra for it, other than just feeling great for supporting me, other than that empathy you felt when you listened to that Thanksgiving story of mine. So, this all really started two days ago with the the push for this. In the middle of the night, or first thing in the morning, I should say, I just woke up and grabbed my phone and wrote, life should be more convenient for the modern person because we have so many new responsibilities. And I just started writing down these ideas. Let me, let me go back to that again. Life should be more convenient for the modern person because we have so many new responsibilities. And how does that tie into what, what I'm talking about today? Well, it just started going from there. I realized that socialization is a lot of work now. Communication is key. It's very, very important. I, I was looking at the numbers for 
because look, when you're trying to get something new to succeed and go, you're constantly checking the numbers. And I've discussed this in past episodes, how many more subscribers, how, how many downloads Uh, I'm seeing certain episodes people are listening to and other ones people aren't listening to. And the ones that are getting good responses and the other ones aren't getting good responses and the data alone can drive you crazy. But I'm realizing and, and a major thing I just realized, and I'll use Facebook for the example, when I posted in my my feed the other day on Facebook about the new episode, I posted it and it got 23 views. But the exact same thing posted in my story generated 102 views, which I literally posted one right after the other, which makes me realize that I have 15 seconds to get your attention now. We don't have time to go scroll through everything anymore. And I think it's because we've gotten to the point where we just, there's too many other people to care about, right? Socialization is a lot of work. Back in the day, man, growing up, we had four or five friends. Those are the only people that you had to keep in contact with. Now we have, I think on Facebook, I have 900 and some odd Friends, I don't know who, I mean, I'd, I'm assuming at some point I've met every one of these people because it's the only people, but in my life, I've met 900 and some odd people. Trying to keep up with everyone is impossible. And that's where I start to miss things. This is where you start to find important stuff falls through the cracks. And it's because it's, it's become harder to wade through all the nonsense to find the real stuff to care about and to support, right? I mean, uh, I have cancer and not a lot of people know. I need support and the numbers say I'm not that important, right? Is that the case or is it just that we don't have time to do that? There's no priority listing on what you're supposed to, to look up. I mean, not to mention all the algorithms and everything else that they they feed you to keep uh, the corporate side of everything going. It's a lot of advertising and stuff to get through. So I completely understand why people are okay with just tuning into the story aspect of it. Look, they're not dumb. That's why Facebook added it. That's why Instagram's popular. That's why TikTok works so well. It takes a second of your life, just a little tiny bit of your life to get whatever it is you need from that little 15 seconds or 30 second clip and just move on to the next one. It's not that we've lost our attention spans or that that we've dumbed everything down or that's that's all we can do. No, it's it's a matter of just fulfilling the need. And that need is that instant gratification that we're able to do through these stories and these TikToks and these and these little clippets. I mean, this is literally why those commercials start with, stop, before you click off of this, do you want to make $10,000 in your spare time? They have to do that because they've got five seconds to catch your attention. So let's take that and circle back around to this whole idea of what I'm talking about. And the, the idea I'm talking about is narrative communication, short stories. I'm talking short stories. We're going to have to get to a point in life where we have to communicate fast. It has to be important. It has to be stripped down of all the fluff and all the extra, and it has to be presented out there in a consumable form, bite-sized pieces, because that's all we're looking at from now on. So why not take these concepts and these ideas that I've been writing down for years and put them all in one place for the Patreon backers? I mean, it's not like we're reading posts anymore. We're just watching 15-second stories. What you could do is take that extra time, and you could learn a new skill. 
And what better skill than the skill of communication, narrative communication to be exact? Ah, that was pretty good. Uh, Thank you all for joining me once again. You can find us on Facebook at I Will Prevail Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at I Will Prevail Podcast. You can join us on Patreon at I Will Prevail Podcast. And if I'm taking my own advice, you will be able to watch me on stories in 15-second intervals. Thank you all very much for supporting. Talk to you later.